Today on Gamerhead Radio, episode number 109, we're recording live at the Midwest Gaming Classic. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Hello and welcome to Gamerhead Radio. I am one of your three humble hosts, Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. I am Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. I am just goat. Just goat. <laughs> welcome, everybody. How are you? <laughs> Good. All three of you are fantastic. This, this, is, this is counting people. We're asking the human beings in the crowd. How are you today? <laughs> There we go. Very good. Much better. Wait, no, hang on. And now all the people that aren't people, how are you today? <laughs> that's it. There were more people who aren't people than answered. <laughs> that's that's amazing. About, that's pretty much what I expected. Well done. How are you gentlemen doing this week? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty good. I have to say, this is our first visit up here to the Midwest Gaming Convention. We didn't make it last year. And I have to say, that was a gigantic mistake on our part because... The scale of everything that's happening here and just, just the amount of it, stuff that there is to look at, it's ridiculous. It's fantastic. I don't think I've ever seen this many video games of various sorts packed into one place in my entire life, and I love it. It's great. Yeah. Gentlemen, uh, tell me what you played this week. Charlie. So for those who haven't uh, listened to the show before, typically what we do is we talk a little bit about what we played. And so myself, I've been playing the uh, Grand Theft Auto V and the Xbox One. And uh, seeing as, again, how this is family day, there's not a whole lot I can say about it. <laughs> but um, I, can, I can say that I'm still enjoying the story a whole lot. I haven't gotten to play the online portion a lot like uh, my co-host here. It's quite windy out here today. It's uh, really impressive. Um, I've, the, the attention to detail that there is in this game I find to be endlessly impressive. Did you look at the flip-flops The flip-flops on the feet are just ridiculous. They're mesmerizing. The, the amount of detail that they put in the animation when you're walking and when you're wearing flip-flops is... I mean, I know we're talking about Rockstar and that they do detail. Like, that's kind of what they do. But, I mean, like, it's... I've got to wonder how bored those guys are really that they took the time to do this. When you think Rockstar, <laughs> you think flip-flops, right? That's I true. know I do. Um, I ended up playing uh, some different things this week. Um, yeah? How so? Well, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto Online a lot, which we've talked about in the last couple episodes, and I'm going to continue to play it because it's very entertaining, and um, the, the unpredictability of it, just it's, it's great. It's hilarious. Um, I had a friend uh, ask me to play Gears of War 3 online with them. I actually did a little multiplayer for Gears of War, which I haven't touched in God knows how long. Uh, a little bit of the Master Chief Collection online, um, and a, a group of friends I haven't played with in a long time actually talked me into installing and playing Diablo 2, uh, you know, with the Lords of Destruction expansion, and I can't, it's literally been a decade since I've played that game, and it was, it was good to go back to it. And then I've been playing a bunch of awesome things at the Midwest Gaming Classic here, so um, that's it, that's all I did this week. What'd you do, Goat? Uh, see, all I did this week was GTA Online. I kept it short and sweet, knowing we were live. That's it. Well, but that, that by itself can take up enough room to, uh, to keep you entertained on its own. I found that since I started playing it online, I have very little room left to, to play anything else. Sometimes I have to squeeze things in so yeah. I can talk about it on it, the show. It does take up the day. That's awesome. Uh, Charlie, 
Why don't you tell the nice people what's coming out this week? Releases. So compared to the last couple weeks in video games, this is actually a pretty light release week. Uh, so on the 14th, in two days on Tuesday, we've got Age of Wonders 3 coming out from Mac and Linux. The PC version, the Windows version of Grand Theft Auto 5 is coming out. I know there are a lot of people who have been waiting for that for a while. Uh, Knights of Pen and Paper 2 coming out on Windows, iOS, and Android. Uh, Mortal Kombat 10. I know there's a lot of fighting game people who have been really looking forward to that one. I'm, like this I'm guy excited. right here. Uh, it's coming out. And uh, Titan Souls on Windows, PS4, and PS Vita. Uh, that's really about it this week. I know a lot of people are probably making room for Mortal Kombat. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Is it Mortal Kombat 10 or Mortal Kombat X? It's Mortal Kombat 10. It's ten, the 10th yeah. one in the series, and everybody's calling it one or the other, but it's, it's the 10th game. That's what I thought. It's, it's, I, I'm it's, very excited. I'll be there. It's like, like, it's like OS X. Everybody calls it OS X, even though it's really OS 10, but everybody calls right. it OS X. Nope, so that's I, what it it's is. one of those things you got to ask. Nope, I, and I'll but be there uh, as soon as I can to pick my copy up so that I can uh, tell my brother I'm going to beat your face and <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, special message from my brother. It's recorded forever. Uh, looking forward to that stuff. Cool. Sounds good. So, uh, now that you know we did this last week in video gaming, let's see what the industry did this last week in video gaming. So, coming in at number five this week, Masahiro Sakurai is still suffering from tenosynovitis symptoms. I wasn't aware that he had uh, an issue with this particular thing, but... Uh, it, this was originally published by Nintendo Insider, and uh, within his Fortnite column, uh, Weekly Famitsu, Super Smash Bros. creator Masahiro Sakurai has revealed that he is still partially suffering from cal uh, calcific tendonitis in his right shoulder, um, which I guess he did uh, publicly alert people to about two years ago. Um, Kotaku did a little bit of following up reporting with him on it, and sees uh, his conditions improved a little bit. But that the, the big problem for him is, is that uh, some of the games he wants to play, apparently he can't enjoy if it's like a button mashing games because the, the motion of it uh, puts a strain on his shoulder in such a way that causes him a lot of discomfort. Wow. Which is kind of ironic when you consider what his legacy is and the fact that so much of it is uh, dependent on button mashing. You know, um, Smash Brothers in particular. So That's real sad, man. It sucks when people that you respect and care about so much like are... Injured and unable to do the thing that they love so much. That's that's really sad. But yeah. Hope yeah. he gets better soon. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's something that's degenerative or if it's something he'll be able to correct over time. Uh, he did have a, a little bit of a quote on it saying, "I still have trouble with my right shoulder and the symptoms of tendosynovitis still remain, so I'm forced to use a special mouse." Uh, that clicks by by inclining for work. So if it was a button mash, his arm would only last for 10 minutes, he says, if he's playing anything, including mouse clicks. Wow. So it's, it's a pretty sensitive thing, apparently. Hope the dude gets better soon. Yeah, our, th our thoughts definitely go out to his friends and family and uh, <laughs> wish for a speedy recovery. He didn't die, Charlie. <laughs> well, still. <laughs> uh, I hope he gets better soon. That way he can button mash with the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming in at number four, video game soundtracks rank alongside classics from Beethoven and Mozart, according to a radio poll. Uh, Venture Beat originally reported on this a little bit. Um, a, a UK radio station uh, polled a bunch of uh, just not just video game people and people who enjoy uh, you know soundtracks of various sorts all over England. Um, so 
It was a radio station called Classic FM that features 12 entries from video game soundtracks in its 300-song Hall of Fame. It's reflection of the care that goes into composing game soundtracks and a sign of the increasing acceptance of video games alongside others. Uh, other media is what they mean. Uh, that I guess uh, most of the people they polled, they were shown a lot of Nobuo Matsu's music and asked what they think or where it ranks alongside uh, you know, all these great classical, historically classical musicians. And everybody said that they felt like the, a lot of the, the stuff they were shown fits there, belongs there, and was of comparable quality. You know, it's just kind of a surprising thing, you know, because so many uh, composers and people who work in video game soundtracks and scoring aren't known by name outside of the gaming community. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, this is something that I thought was kind of fascinating, and I'd like to see, um, you know, other radio stations in parts of the, the, the world poll and ask people questions about the same thing to see where everybody else sits on it. Because I'm a big believer in that, uh, you know, video game soundtracks deserve a little bit more love, and the composers who make those soundtracks deserve a little bit more love than they get sometimes. You know, the worst part about this is that I, I came across a story in a couple forums, and there are some... I'll be kind, and I'll say that there were just some individuals that um, seemed to be upset that video game music was considered as popular, or like on the same tier as like classical composers. And it's like, you know, it's, it, it's I, you know, all three of the people on this stage right now either are or have been musicians, and so we understand what it's like to be, uh, you know, to create something and to be, uh, you know, to be proud of it, and a, a lot of times be not known for what it is that you've created. And so we can relate a lot with like video game composers and things like that on that level. Mm -hmm. And so when I see people getting angry. That I mean, yes, it, classical music—it's important. It's very influential. I mean, it probably is, you know, led to pretty much everything else we've listened listen to in one way or the other. But I don't think it should be. Cons I, do you guys agree that it should be not considered to be better or on a higher sophisticational tier than video game music? I mean, in I, general. I know. I I just kind of feel like maybe. I just want it to be appreciated in general. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be held against any other type of music or art. I just think that um, a lot of people will count video game scoring and music out just based on the fact that it's the people who make it aren't household names. Or you know, when people play a game, there's a, a small group of people who will buy the soundtrack or actually pay attention to the score. And uh, it's because people are just enjoying the sensory overload that is their game, and it, a lot of it gets left behind. You might remember a game for its music or its sound in the moment, but you move on to another game, you start playing, and then you don't think about it. So yeah. I, I, just, I really want it to just be brought to the forefront and appreciated just a little bit more. I Not any more or less than something else, just equally, you know? Yeah. Folks out there, just make sure that you're taking mental notes, uh, like I said, about what we're talking about here. If there's anything that you want to weigh in or comment on, at the end we'll have our QA, and we've got these mics up here, and they're going to be open so you guys can come up and talk to us and let us know what you think about anything that we're talking about. So just keep that in mind for the end here. Just a, a couple of cliff notes for that last story. Oh, there, yeah. there was a little bit of information about... Uh, where certain composers seem to rank with the people that were polled. So, not surprisingly, listeners voted Japanese composer Nobuo Matsu's work on Final Fantasy role-playing series, and at number nine, entry cited more than 100 of Umatsu's works, including Eris theme from Final Fantasy VII. The highest-ranking female composer on that list was Yoko Shimomura, uh, voted in at number 30 for her work on the Kingdom Hearts role-playing games. Okay. Um, and then Jeremy Soule was placed at number 11 for the Elder Scrolls series, and Nintendo's Koji Kondo had the highest new entry in the poll for his work on the Legend of Zelda games. So just a few bi uh, names to kind of throw out there to, to make everybody understand uh, that there's just so many good composers yeah. out there to choose from. So. Go. what do you think about this? Do you think video game music is given a fair 
a fair rap? Well, I think it's the same stuff. I mean, it's it's all orchestrated most of the time, anyways, and so is classical music. So there's really no differentiation. It's just modern orchestrated music. Yeah. I mean, there's I don't understand the differentiation between it. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, moving on, coming in at number three, Splatoon won't have voice chat because Nindo, Nintendo thinks people are jerks. <laughs> no, everybody is nice. I don't know what they're talking about. Nobody no. is mean online. Are they? Are they wrong? <laughs> no, are they nobody. Wrong? <laughs> um, uh, they didn't rule out the possibility of adding it or uh, originally setting it up to to include it in the game. But uh, what it came down to ultimately is is that the uh, the co-director for the game, Yusuke Omano, said that people are too mean while playing games online. So. Uh, he was quoted as saying, when I play online games, I didn't like negativity, and I got, and, uh, I got and some people telling me, you're crap, go away. I would love to know who actually called him crap. That's awful. <laughs> you're crap, go away. So we wanted to focus on the positive aspects of online gaming. I don't want you to misunderstand. I'm not denying having chat in online games. It does contribute to fun. But as we've said, we want, we want to grab new people. Um, look, man. The only downside to me for a game like that is even if it's, it's very bright and color-coded, it's it's a competitive online multiplayer game. I could see um, giving the option to mute people like you would on yeah. any other matchmaking service or, or online play service. I don't think that taking the, the chat out was a great idea personally. What do you guys think? I definitely think it'll take away from the competitive nature of the game. I mean, I think what probably happened here is like somebody's mom like came in on like their son their, their 12 year old son cursing like a sailor playing call of duty which never mind why he's playing that <laughs> in the first place and probably just assumes that like all things are like that it's probably because he told her that all on games are like that and so she got the wrong idea and went in and to me that seems like the, like the way that like, something like this would happen and i i don't know i feel like i feel like especially when you're doing something that's cuz it's it's cooperative right like it's like it's a team it game is. right it is it is a team based multiplayer yeah, when you're shooter you're doing like a, like a team shooter like that and being able to not talk to your teammates i feel like that's going to make the game a lot harder to play yeah i mean i mean go what's your take on this son i i see both sides like i don't know online community is not the greatest and at the same time, though, if you're going to have a good game like that, it's going to be a silent movie, which is going to greatly raise the difficulty. Have either of you ever had a, a particularly negative experience? I mean, everybody's gotten on to, <laughs> to Xbox Live or PSN and had, you know, uh, kids shouting all kinds of awful things at them over the, the I service. Would like, but I, I, I would like to meet the person who's played online and hasn't had the negative experience. Personally, that's yeah. the main reason why I don't play a lot of online multiplayer is because a lot of people are jerks. <laughs> I don't have particularly negative experiences <laughs> often because yeah. usually, which is sad that people have done this, I usually drop into a server and as soon as I see a microphone icon, if I'm playing with random people, I just mute them immediately. Oh, Even you, if they're you, not talking, okay. I just mute everybody. That's smart. Yeah, that might uh, work. That's all I'm saying. I think they should give people the option, so uh, maybe they'll patch it in. Also, do you think? Do you think that uh, even if it's cute and bright like that, do you think that Splatoon would benefit from having multiplayer, uh, you know, oh, yeah. like communications options? Yeah, by far. Just given the the style of game, it's almost necessitated. You know, what I can honestly say though is because I don't play online multiplayer for that very reason. I'm sort of more tempted now to check out Splatoon because <laughs> this has been taken out. I might be the exception to the rule there, but I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. Uh, it's certainly a choice, not one I would have made, but uh, who knows? Maybe if, uh, if people ask enough for it, they'll actually put it in at some point. We'll Maybe. see. Could be. 
Moving on, coming in at number two, Five Nights at Freddy's Moody, the adaptation rights purchased by Warner Brothers. Yeah, are you excited? See, there you mm-hmm. go. Show hands. How many people here have played any of the Five Nights at Freddy's games? Anybody? Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> you, you, and you, now, you. Oh, yeah, you, there's you, some hands. <laughs> now, okay, now hang on. So keep your hands up if you think that there is a, it's worth having there be three of them. <laughs> okay. Now, how many of you guys think that uh, that a, a Five Nights at Freddy's movie would be a good thing? How many of you would actually go see that? <laughs> there we the, go. It's all the, the little ones <laughs> that are. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't pay for it. Is that what you said? That's you know that's that's fair. There you go. Well, whether whether you want it or not, there you go. Whether you want it or not, it's uh it's been optioned, and it should be made clear that just because a film studio buys the option or rights to a movie doesn't mean it's going to get made. But uh, Warner Brothers, who is, of course, not a little name, purchased it. Um, Hollywood Reporter originally said that uh, the movie was purchased, or movie rights were purchased by Warner Brothers, quoted as saying, we're looking forward to working with Scott to make an insane, terrifying, and weirdly adorable movie, uh, said Graham Smith <laughs> from Warner Brothers. So how do you make a terrifying, adorable movie? Like, what goes into that? I understand that they're going to try and make, you know, each of the animatronic characters charming in some way <laughs> but isn't the point of the game to scare the hell out of you I, I fully i believe that hollywood has already made a terrifyingly adorable movie it was called battleship because <laughs> that movie was so adorable for trying and yet terrifying that they pulled it off so horribly they should have just if they were going for for terrifying and charming they should have just <laughs> called it uh you know pixels yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, when i hear that i hear mo- monster house that was terrifying and adorable there you go <laughs> I, I i'm so glad you appreciate that so uh, they went on to say that the story really lends, it, really lends itself to being a movie and it taps into a largely unexplored niche of horror that a lot of people will be able to relate to uh, and that was a quote from uh, from Sh- from Scott Cawthorn, the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's. So, look, I, I any any movie that gets made for video gaming, I'll go check it out. I have no problem with going to see it if it's any good. I'm not a big fan of that series personally, but I would go see it. I just want somebody to make a good movie that represents video games in a in a I don't want to say positive light. I guess in this regard, it's kind of a strange game to to connect to positivity, but I just want a good video game movie to be made and bring some quality to video game movie entertainment. So I mean, would you guys would you guys pay to go see it? Pay. No. No young lady in the crowd says no. <laughs> go. I don't know. I mean if it's our Iron Man we're looking for, I'm all for it. Charlie? I think you just need to know more. You know, it's, it's entirely possible that they could take something... I mean, because Five Nights at Freddy's is not exactly the most in-depth game ever made. So the, the upside to it is that it's a blank canvas. They can pretty much do anything they want with it as long as they keep, keep it inside a, 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 you know, a Chuck E. Cheese's with murderous robots. Like, they've got two elements to keep. They can do whatever they want with the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Battleship was a game... And they stayed in that realm, too. I'm not saying that that's a guarantee for success, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying it's... I'm, just, I'm trying to be the optimist. I am the optimist in the group here, so... Look, there's a solid outline for something that could be a, a relatively decent movie in there if they, if they take the time to develop it. I just want to know who they're going to get to play the... Uh, for, the for the first game in particular, who they're going to get to play the security guard, the overnight person that stays there. Um, who would you cast in that role? Like, if you were casting the, the face of the person who's controlling power switches and doors. Well, because, because, he, uh, because he already has experience at being an overnight security guard, I'm going to go with Ben Stiller. 
Oh my, that's like, <laughs> the second you see his face, it's not scary. You're just going to laugh. Have I couldn't keep his face. face? It's pretty scary. Oh. Um, I don't know. Who, who, would, who would you cast, Goat? Pa- Paul Blart. Paul Blart. <laughs> oh my God. Swing and a miss. Two and oh, man. It's nothing. Okay, John, what do you got? Um, who would I who would I cast? That's a good question. Overnight security guard. Turn down our answer. Judge uh, not lest ye be judged, I'm gonna, sir. I'm gonna go. What's that? Judge not lest ye be judged. That's right. That's right. But see, I feel like now because I I slanderized you two for your choices, I got to come up with something with a little uh-huh. bit of. I'm gonna take the cheap, easy way out and just say like, who's a, who's a great actor? Al Pacino. Just say Al Pacino. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, monsters. Hoo-wah. Harrison Ford. That's it, Harrison Ford. He's just gonna mumble at them. <laughs> Amazing. No. 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 I got it. I got it. Liam Neeson. Uh, yes. Liam Neeson. Yes. I would actually Jimmy. pay to see Liam Neeson be the security oh, guard. Oh, because you Benson know he's Freddy's. just gonna walk up and punch the mechanical jaw yes! off of one of those machines. That's why I would see it. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. Is anything taken in Friday Night? Five Nights at Freddy's. He's gonna be. He's gonna be far scarier than any of the animatronics. Yeah, but he can't be in a movie unless something is taken. That's right. That's good. Maybe Vin, maybe Vin Diesel, because he just has that also like that gravitas of like you're like I'm so incredibly frightening and I don't know whatever. Oh, it could be I'm anybody. Wrong. That's a horrible idea. You Never could mind. always go Samuel L. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I, I, then it's a it's that's funnier than Ben Stiller or Paul Blart. That's true. Kevin that's James, true. I guess. That's true. That would be more. That's another. I I take that back. I, even though I was saying I wanted it to stay kind of a horror thing. If they actually had Samuel L. Jackson play that role, I would pay just to see what comes out of his mouth. Uh-huh. Ridiculous. I agree. Well, as I said, love it or hate it, it's, uh, it's at least a possibility. And uh, I, think, I think if it came out, people would actually pay to go see it. Uh, moving on to number one this week. TwitchCon two-day passes are going to cost $85. Um, the tickets for the first ever TwitchCon event, a celebration of everything related to the streaming giant, will be held September 25th and 26th in San Francisco and will go on sale later this week. Organizers have also announced that the 2015 tickets will be available starting at 2 p.m. this coming Friday, which was April 10th, uh, just a couple days back. There's various pricing options for this, but essentially if you want the two-day pass, it's 85 bucks to go hang out at TwitchCon for two days. The um, very first we, TwitchCon. We estimate the polar opposite of all of the awesome, awesome you get here at the Midwest Gaming Classic for 15 bucks. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I just, I, I, I look at what they have here at this con, and yes, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to pander to our crowd a little bit here when I say this, but it's like, this... This is quite possibly one of the greatest gaming conventions I have ever seen. It's also the only gaming convention I've ever seen, but that's beside the point. Um, so if even just for the Sunday pass, for $15 for, like, literally every game you could possibly imagine. I mean, those video g- pinball machines? You were mesmerized. I wasn't even aware that was a thing. That, that was... Uh, I, I'm a geek, and so that really... Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big geek, and so stuff like that just absolutely tickles my fancy. And um, so for 15 bucks for one day to be able to see all that stuff here is... I think it's pretty darn impressive. So $85. Now, well, like, I, I think it depends on what they provide in terms of entertainment and content for the course of the weekend, though, because it... it, it yeah. I, I, what, what can you possibly provide for 85 bucks for the whole weekend? I know that a lot of it is just capitalizing on the hugeness... Of, uh, of Twitch and its popularity right now, but uh, I, I just, they need to provide at, at least everything here. Yeah. This is like, the, this is so great. There's so much stuff to do here. Walking through there, 
Uh, through, the, through the section where all the pinball machines were with Charlie, it was like trying to keep track of a five-year-old. We would turn around and go, oh, no, we lost him. We'd have to go back and figure out where he was, and he was just literally all, all twirly-eyed staring at those video pinball machines. Well, I'm, I'm sorry I left my leash at home, guys. I'm sorry. It's okay. We're, we're going to get one of those teddy well, bear backpack leashes. Yeah. And just <laughs> but if we're, if we're calling people out, I'm going to call John out, because as soon as he's seen the MK10 cabinet downstairs, yeah. it was gone. You were you were a miss. Look, I stayed within I stayed within uh, within arm's reach, Dad. No, it's uh, there's it's so much to see. It's easy to get distracted. And speaking of the Mortal Kombat 10 cabinet, that was down in the Galloping uh, Ghosts arcade arena there. And just props out to those guys because Galloping Ghosts is down from down by us, you know, outside of Chicago and, and Brookfield, right? Um, amazing place. And I have to say. The, the, the arcade cabinet selection that they had down there was almost as impressive as the fact that they had to carry all of those video game cabinets down those stairs and into that little room. Yeah. I, I pity the fool. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Pity fool. I don't even know how they would get those down there. I don't want to think about it. It makes me tired thinking about it. But no, it's true. They, they yeah. came out from Chicagoland, and, and it's turned out to be like a... Chicago, Chicagoland is starting to turn into a, an arcade, like barcade mecca. Uh, it's a hotbed. Which is very good for all of us. All of us. I love it. it makes me happy. So, back to talking about TwitchCon, though. Um, regardless of the pricing packages, um, I, think it's, I think whether or not that price ends up being worth it is going to depend largely on what it is that they're providing to everybody for 85 bucks. You know, what, just, what would you two want to see at TwitchCon? What, what kind of programming do you think would make sense for that event? I imagine they're going to have panels on like how to do Twitch streaming. They'll have like the educational side of it, you know, about how to like be a better streamer. They'll have like the technology side of like how to properly green screen and how to properly have little hearts and explosions come up whenever somebody follows you on your Twitch channel because that's very important as I understand yes, it. Yes. Um, they'll have the entertainment side. I'm sure they'll have some video game competitions. They'll have some, you know, the kind of stuff that gets streamed on Twitch. I'm sure they'll have that stuff there local and stream it. Goat, you're looking at me like I'm oh, crazy. That's where I'm lost because like everything they're going to have at TwitchCon you can watch on Twitch <laughs> well. and save $85. Like, I don't know what they're going to bring me to, one, spend the money and then go out there. There's, yeah. You're an internet streaming service. Everything you're going to show me, you can show me on your service. Like, unless the president's going to do a live Twitch stream or something. Well, I, let's ask. <laughs> does, does anybody here, does anybody planning on going to TwitchCon? Does that interest anybody? There are nope. zero hands nope. in the air big right nope now. Back there. None whatsoever. TwitchCon. I think it's in. Uh, let me double check. See what that's it. I, I could have sworn they said it was in Nevada. I think it's in San Fran. Is it San Francisco? Uh, California, Nevada, over there. Yeah, it's not not worth yeah. the travel you and fly, everything. You're gonna it's... fly there and then spend eighty five dollars. Now when on I the other hand, home. it is yeah. San Francisco. <laughs> now on the other hand, do we have you any... and me both? <laughs> do we have any Twitch streamers here? Are there any people who t do stream on Twitch? I got one. I got, got two. I <laughs> got a couple over here. So, you know. And so, when we open up the QA, I would love for you guys to come up and tell us why you're not interested in TwitchCon. So, if you'd be so kind a little bit later. I, I'm curious. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. We, we will not be going. Gamerhead Radio will, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to say, will not be a, not be a TwitchCon. Like Goat said, if they're going to stream it, which would be asinine if they didn't, I'm just going to watch it there. <laughs> That's Goat. It isn't obvious. <laughs> I don't know. I think you look kind of like Goat Charlie. It's that, that big beard. That would be me. Which one did you think was the villain? Him? You thought, you thought he was the villain? Right. 
Well, according to our side, that's we are profiling. <laughs> according to our side, we are in misorder. I know. Which one did you think was the brony? <laughs> Me? <laughs> Secret identity. <laughs> that's why people don't realize. I am in, never going to let He's the brony. <laughs> Incog brony? <laughs> Him. Oh. I, I, I'm just so you know, I'm never going to let you live this down. It's okay. Well, no, nobody is because it's being recorded and we're going to put it up That's for true. everybody to That's listen true. to this week and then everyone's going everyone's to think that it's me. It's not. I, I suppose we sort of skipped over explaining who we are. We did, we did skip over explaining who we are. So why don't, why, don't we, why don't we take a second before we get into the Q&A sections to explain that in order to clear up the confusion. <laughs> Go. Wow. Who or what are you? What am I? What am I? I... Obviously, I have a long goatee. That's where the name comes from. I'm a production manager of like 10 years in the music business. Musician. End up doing video game podcasting randomly. <laughs> I've known him for over 10 years now. And, and as long oh, as I have ever known him, he has always been goat. Just goat. <laughs> yep. Ever. I'm like uh, Bono, but without glasses. There you go. That's it. How about um, you, John? <laughs> John. The brony. Um, the, the villain thing for me comes from... I. I just recently joined Gamerhead Radio um, at, at the beginning of this year, starting in January. Um, but when I'm not doing this, and before I was doing this, I play in a band from the Chicagoland area called V is for Villains. And we get on stage and play at a lot of conventions, anime conventions, sci-fi conventions, comic conventions, whatever, um, and just regular venues around the country. And uh, we dress up in supervillain outfits of our own design. We made our own characters, and we get up and perform uh, original music, like this dancey industrial music. And so the villain thing comes from the fact that I am a villain and V is for villains. You Not a brony. You know, which when you leads me to Charlie. What but, was that? Go but when you explain that, brony sounds better. Does it really? Does it really? <laughs> I'm a grown man who dresses like a supervillain. <laughs> well, friends, Charlie, why don't you tell everybody about your shame? <laughs> hey, excuse you. Um, He's okay, very so, proud. He's like, very like, proud. Like it says on the sign over here, I, uh, I am a brony. Um, I uh, have uh, recently started helping out with a couple conventions in the area. The MLP MSP, uh, My Little Pony Convention, up in... Uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota, um, on the social media team for that. I got it right. Um, it helps when you're in Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is a little bit closer to that. Um, as far as the, my nickname, Technotronicorn, that was dubbed on to me by one of our listeners, and it just sort of stuck. So, uh, so yeah, that's me. Um, I'm, the, uh, I'm the tech side of the podcast. I'm the resident computer geek and uh, all this yeah, stuff. Jesse, if yeah. we glance to the left, that is all his brainchild. <laughs> so perhaps now it's a little less confusing. It makes more sense. Oh. I, I gotta ask any, any other any other bronies in the audience here or Pegasisters? I don't I don't judge. I don't profile. No. All right, that's fine. I, I accept alone. you anyways. Alone in his principles. Hey, all I'm saying is I brought my own yeah. store. That's fair. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, um, we're gonna go ahead and move on to uh, a little bit of the Q and A section. Kind of recap some of the stuff we talked about in news. Um, a couple of you out there said no TwitchCon, no TwitchCon at all. <laughs> so if you, sir, could come up and explain not just why you won't go to TwitchCon, because you said you do stream. Okay, what's your name? Does this work? Yep. Uh, my oh, name's yeah. Tony, and I do stream. I stream as 42 Lounge, um, which is my bar here in Milwaukee. Um, the, so the really weird that thing for me like is the... Oh, oh, oh. Sorry about that. It couldn't handle your power. I know, I know too much. Um, the whole streaming thing is kind of weird to me a little bit as it is, right? Because I grew up 
with video games my whole life, and that sure. was the worst thing to do in the world was to sit there and watch somebody else play a game yeah. while you were sitting there waiting for your turn, right? Yes. So, so that's kind of weird for me outside of people that are really good at speed running or something like that. Um, so I don't really get the whole Twitch celebrity thing. And so for me, I watch Twitch, I stream on Twitch, I enjoy it, but it's more like it's a thing that's on, yeah. right? Like that's in the background. It's like whatever. background noise. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that I'd travel someplace to see some celebrity that's good at playing <laughs> Mario Kart, right? Like it's like you're like, hey, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 there's just it's not yeah. a superpower to me, right? That that right. makes them special oh, in yeah. some way. So. so we've talked about this a couple times, and I'm learning that there's a dividing line, and on this side of it, guys like us who go, oh, why would somebody else want to play? Watch somebody play a game. Um, we're becoming the get off my lawn guys because anybody who's you know a little bit younger 15 13 you know that kids a lot of kids like streaming and i asked my i have a 13 year old niece and i asked her what is it that appeals to you about streaming what is it not just streaming but you know youtubers and let's players and stuff like that she said i i i'm not old enough to have a job so i can't buy games at least at the rate that i would like to so i like to watch other people play them so i can experience the game without having to you know because I can't get it, essentially. So I can understand that angle of it. But since you aren't planning to go, what, as somebody who, who casually streams yourself, what is it that you would like to see there? What, what would get you to pay 85 bucks for two days of Twitch, TwitchCon? I, I, I think that the people that probably would really go and be interested in it would be other streamers that are trying to figure out how to increase their viewership or on their streams. Um, I've done some panels at PAX and stuff like that, and when we've done those panels, I've tried to visit a lot of the Twitch panels just for that, right? Like, how can I get more people to tune into me and watch me? Um, so I, I think it's kind of like an inside baseball thing, right? Where if you're already in that, you're maybe going to go. But, like, as an outsider, I, I don't, I can't. So more as like a workshop. Yeah, right? Like, like I'm already a part yeah. of this. I want to get bigger instead of, oh, these people are great, or I want, I, I'm interested in it. Like, here, you can come to this, even if you have a passing interest in games, and you can totally get into it. And I, I don't, I, I think that would be, like, the equivalent of if I was a game developer coming to this, yeah. right? Like, you'd yeah. have to really be into it. So you, you, you feel like it's going to be more of maybe a, a networking place like I, for I, people who is. I would think so, especially for that price, because you got to look at it almost like an investment at that price, sure. right? Right. Sure. And that is, as somebody who spends a lot of time at conventions myself all over the country, thanks, man. Thanks a lot, man. It. Appreciate it. As somebody who spends a lot of time at uh, conventions all around the country, I, what I like about this particular event is that it's not about celebrities or it's this is a place for people to come and uh, conglomerate to play video games. It's not about anything else other than video games as far as I can tell and that is huge, man. That's great. Oh, I, Most I, conventions these days have such a big catch. The, the thing that got me here was it's all hands-on. Everything you see, you can pretty much touch, which yeah. is awesome. No, it's cool. I wish a lot more conventions would focus on, on doing... Um, doing events that feature the celebrities but don't necessarily make that what you should line up for. I know that's what moves you know, tickets to events right. a lot of times, but sometimes, especially in the last four or five years, I do feel a little bit at, at conventions like the, the spirit of them get buried underneath the weight of the celebrity uh, a bit, so it can be kind of a shame sometimes. But not here, man. This is fantastic all the way. 
So th- what about you guys as far as uh, going back to who you think should play in the Five Nights at Freddy's movies? I would love to know if you guys have any suggestions on this. I can't hear you. The microphone's all the way over here. <laughs> She's not coming up. <laughs> they may make a movie. They may make a movie. It doesn't mean that it's actually going to happen, but yeah, they so bought the rights. It's been option. That's as it's far as it's option. gotten. Yeah. So. No? Some people don't Anybody's like got to be better than Paul Blart. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> We're being There's movement. We're, Somebody is being officially peer pressure. She literally right picked up like a baby, <laughs> like under her armpits. I don't know how I feel about forced participation. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, that, that scream of terror was not wanting to come to the microphone. Hello, ladies. What are your names? Get up uh, nice Hi. and close. Please tell us your name and uh, where you're from. Hi. Thanks for having us on. Uh, my name is Lynn, and this is Allie. Hi, Hi. Lynn. Hi, Allie. Hi. Thanks so much for volunteering completely of your own volition to come up to the microphone. Right. It's very she kind She seems very willing. She, she is a little scared of microphone. She has a lot of opinions, so I Good. thought I'd bring her up here and have her interact with you guys. Okay, are they really making it a movie? Like we for said, it, Warner Brothers purchased an option, which means they now own the license to it. And kind of traditionally in, in filmmaking, unless they announce a director and a writer, is usually just holding on to the property until it's a thing. I don't understand how it could be a movie. Yeah, it's... There, there's there's not not a lot, be a lot of, of filling in gaps. It's thin. <laughs> it's very thin. Yeah. yeah, in, in terms of how real it is, it's like, it's like with the Bioshock movie. It's yeah. been optioned. That's it. And it could just Bioshock end up... Bioshock would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, I would pay to see that... A, Several times, probably. I w- yeah, I'd pay to see that. But if if they were gonna cast somebody I, in the role I would, of, I would pay for Bioshock, but not for Five Nights at Freddy's. There you go. See, I would. Yeah. I would pay for Bioshock as well. Yeah. But there's who would you Bioshock. all cast though, in that role? Who the person sitting behind the desk controlling doors, buttons, and, uh, and cameras? The faceless, I nameless. I don't know. It doesn't have to be somebody you think would be good. It could be somebody that you want to torture. I don't know. He said Samuel L. Jackson. So I, there's, you know. He makes every movie good. What's that? He makes every movie good, though. Snakes on a plane. Yes. I mean, That seriously. movie was junk until was Samuel L. was put on that plane. Exactly. So he, he can made save it anything. into the masterpiece yeah, I mean, that it is now. If you get Samuel L. Jackson starring and Morgan Freeman narrating it, Oscar. Yes. I don't think that, I don't think that you could pay yeah. Morgan Freeman enough money to put his name on that movie. Can we please have um, James Earl Jones be Foxy? Can that be a thing? Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Good stuff. I don't know. Foxy's I, I, the nice one. Is the is the nice one the sweet one? Oh, that's good. So James Earl Jones. Why not? Yes. Why not have Darth Vader be a nice guy? Uh, I, I I guess that's better than like some squealy high pitched. You know, it's better than getting a. Andy Dick or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong on so many levels. Yeah. Oh, Gilbert Gottfried. Can we work oh, him no. in there somewhere? Who? Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Come on. He could, he, I, I don't know. He could squawk at something. I, I don't I know. He, he makes a great parrot. Yeah. Uh, depending on what they end up doing with it, that, that no, may be just about all they have a budget <laughs> for. I don't think the, the AAA actors are going to... Why don't we just have put friend Drescher in there while we're at it? I mean, Ooh. God. Please. <laughs> wow. Thank you. No, the, what's, I don't know her name. I just know the character she played. The obnoxious lady on, uh, friend? on Friends that used to date <laughs> yeah. Chandler. Chandler Bing. Oh, what was her? I don't know what her name was. Um, She's on Archer, too. Wow. Yeah. No. Um, you guys hate the audio director of this movie. <laughs> Insanity. All right. 
So you can't think of anybody else you'd cast? No, because I never thought it could be an actual movie. Fair enough. It, yeah. You, you really don't Time's I can't fault you for that. I absolutely yeah. cannot fault you for radar. that. Yeah, you tend not to entertain ideas that you don't exactly expect to be reality. <laughs> no. No. They need again, to just get on with it and finish the Bioshock movie because yeah. they started it and it was uh, I don't know, it was like Jerry Bruckheimer or somebody was working on it. And then it was like I think like Gore Verbinski Gore was, Verbinski attached was working on it at one point. And yeah. um Yeah. And then it collapsed. Yeah. Which is sad yeah. because I actually wanted to see that. I'd rather have Bioshock. Hundred times yes. And stunned that the Warcraft movie is actually gonna come out. There's a Warcraft movie coming out. And at I, least there's a story there. At least they actually have something to work with. Well, when they announced it, I didn't think it would actually ever become a thing. Yeah. And it's uh, Duncan Jones, which is uh, David Bowie's son, is directing it. That's random. That is That's really strange. He's the guy that did Source Code and uh, The Moon. Um, oh, he did Moon? He did The Moon. Oh, that yeah, was reviewed very well. Thank you Thank very you, much, ladies. ladies. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> Um, that was reviewed very well. I haven't seen it, but so he's got a couple of good films under his belt. He thing. does have good films. Source okay. Code was well reviewed, and uh, The Moon was really well reviewed. So people are anticipating that it could be decent, and whatever like imagery or stills have been released for the movie um, have been fairly well received because it does look like Warcraft. But uh, other than that, they haven't released any footage. It's not supposed to come out till next year or sometime. Uh, we'll see. Anything else? Close it up. Close it up. So, um, real quick, um, just because they've been so kind and receptive to us, I just want to have everybody just give a big round of applause also for providing the, be- the tasty beverages and, uh, and, uh, and uh, stuff over your balls. Because I honestly did not even know the Balls Garana was still available. That's, that's how sheltered I am, apparently. So thanks very much to A42 Lounge. Thanks very much, guys. We appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, so... Um, if anybody, unless anybody has anything else that they want to throw into the mix, um, I want to. We definitely want to thank the Midwest Comedian Convention very much. Thank you so much for hosting us. Yay, things! Oh, yay. We love swag. <laughs> I'm gonna put. I'm gonna wipe my face with this. Your your noble brow. <laughs> I have a cape. <laughs> I have a tiny man nice cape. Shot. That's I, nice. I, or I a bib. The- so uh, uh, thanks very much to the Midwest Comedian Convention for having us. We, uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks to all the vendors and um, everybody that has brought all these amazing uh, all, you know, arcade machines and pinball machines and video things. And there's some crazy pinball machine where you have to stand in a dome and it shoots balls at you. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. What <laughs> even is that? Um, so, but thanks to everybody, everybody who helped put this convention together. I think I speak for everybody in the room that says we appreciate you guys all so much. So thank you very much. Thank you to Midwest Comedian Convention and everybody who's involved in that. And uh, thank you for uh, uh, listening to us for the last about hour of your time. And so if you've liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K Charlie. Goat is at Sir Goatsworth. And John here is at V Fallon Flynn. You can email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or call in and leave us a message at 94926Gamer. We'll probably play it on the show. Uh, you can download the official Gamerhead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Again, we have been recording this entire episode, and so we'll be available on all of those sources, and the video will be up on our YouTube channel, but hopefully before the end of the week. Thanks very much, everybody, for, uh, for hanging out with us today. This has been Gamerhead Radio. Thank you.
This episode of Gamerhead Radio was recorded in front of a live audience on April 12, 2015 at the Midwest Gaming Classic Convention in Brookfield, Wisconsin. A video version of this recording should be available on our YouTube channel soon at youtube.com backslash GamerheadRadio. Once again, Gamerhead Radio would like to thank the organizers, vendors, providers, and patrons of the Midwest Gaming Classic for their support and for putting on a fantastic event. More information on the con can be found at MidwestGamingClassic.com. 